having cancer does not equate death. And now I'm, I'm a testament to show you that. A subcutaneous mastectomy, and whereby they leave the nipple and they take out the most rest, of the tissue yeah. behind, and that was what I chose because I thought if I take up most of my breast, then hey, there's gonna get rid of it. very little possibility that this will ever come back. Yeah. First and foremost, passionate about my children and my love for them and my care for them and my desire to see them be. What's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Rafael. Welcome to Bloomless. Uh, today's guest, and I can't explain it enough um, how honored and privileged I am for uh, for her to be here. And um, she is um, she was she worked as a paralegal, uh, beauty stylist. Uh, she um, worked as an interior design, and then mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask all that question later. There's actually <laughs> a, like a very beautiful story behind all those. And she's three times breast cancer survivor, um, 20, over 20 um, surgery, 22. right? Mm. 22 in total. Um, and a mother of three, more importantly. Mm -hmm. And now she serves the community uh, by um, volunteering. And also she found High Hill Diaries. And also she is a life coach. So there's so much. It's a mouthful. And we're going to mm -hmm. get to it. Uh, Natalie, welcome. I'm a real Jamaican. I have many jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Welcome, welcome. Oh, I'm really you. honored to be here. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for so having I'm, me. That is awesome. Um, I'm going to speak the way the way we met. Yes, uh, um, please. Please do. So, um, I know you, mm -hmm. but you didn't know me for a while. Mm -hmm. So, the, so um, um, I went to school with your stepdaughter, mm -hmm. um, and then the same time, um, we used to go into the same barber mm -hmm. and all cuts. Shout out to all cuts. All cuts, what up? <laughs> What's up? Um, <laughs> and um, I remember, um, so the time that I was coming to the barber when I didn't lose a, we'll lose everything. <laughs> when you still had hair? Uh, I still had hair, like long <laughs> hair. So like I, I used to actually be uh, a lot. And then um, he was nice enough for him not to charge me extra because I used to have like curly, oh, yeah, have curly hair and all, all the way to like my shoulder okay. when I come in and I wanted to be like Afro. Mm. But anyways, so I see you coming in. Mm -hmm. So one time I think we had um, a, cut. I think he had like an anniversary party or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he had barbecue? Yeah, or? the barbecue. Yeah. So you came in. I'm very like, I was timid, new to Ikana. That was like two mm. years. And I was sitting down and I see a lady just walked in and she's like said hi, went to the backyard. And she danced a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> is that she me? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like sitting down because in in my culture, I've I've never seen someone being free like oh. that, right? So it's like it was strange. And then I'm like, she got like confident, like insane, I was sitting down. So, um, and then time passed by. I was going through um, Instagram to kind of look for something that relates. To the to the brand, right? Let right, me right. Uh, something that represents black, um, something that is actually empowers people. Things, and I was just going hashtag Ajax and things like that, and then mm -hmm. you popped in, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know this lady, <laughs> and I'm like going through it, and then when I saw your story, I was just just mind bottled, and then you are truly a warrior, and then and I, I I really really appreciate. It. I think a lot of people can take uh, from from your words. So. Thank you. Thank you for that. Let me get into it. Yes, get in. Who's Natalie? <laughs> Who's Natalie? Well, 
gosh, that's that's a, a loaded question because <laughs> Natalie is so multifaceted. Yeah. And actually, I take pride in that because um, I think I'm very true to um, my sign, Gemini, and I'm not a huge like I do, I'm not big on following, you know, all that astrology. But yeah. what I do know from what I do know about Gemini's, um, we love hard. We wear our our we wear our love on our sleeve, like we wear our heart on our sleeve. Um, we also can be very much one way and very much the other way. So it's like <laughs> I could be as sweet as pie and I can be your worst enemy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that just goes to show that I'm very passionate about everything yeah. that I do. Yeah. Um, and first and foremost, passionate about my children and my love for them and my care for them and my desire to see them be whole um, loving, successful individuals. Um, so everything I do in life truly um, surrounds that being my end game. Yeah. So whether it's you know working part time yeah. as a paralegal, I'm following my heart and doing what I love to do. But yet I'm part time because I want to be there for my children. Um, I I've worn many hats in my my working career. Um, but I do that because I'm always trying to find the right fit for me as well as for my children. Yeah. So I'm 49 years old. Yes, I'm young. 49. Wow. <laughs> 49 years young. Yeah. Um, my birthday's in May. Um, I'm a licensed paralegal by trade. Yeah. And um, I, my first daughter is 23. My second daughter is 18 and my son is 15. Yeah. Um, Gosh, married, been married for 25 years in wow. November. Wow. Um, with my partner for 34, 35 years. So, yeah, long, long time. Um, we're different personalities, but, you know, we, we've grown. And as we should grow, when you're with someone for so long, you should grow and change. Um, some of our growth has been in different directions. Yeah. Um, but I think we have an end game, and is that to, to see our children into a successful life and su successful career and show them love. Um, after my breast cancer, so I'm a manager of operations at a paralegal firm. Yeah, yeah. And um, that is my one side of the brain. But the other side of my brain has always been this creative yeah. type um, personality. Yeah, because I've seen it on your, I'm like, I'll say, I was saying that, how is it as someone... Um, you got you started in your uh, I think interior design. Yeah. And right away you just got awarded for um, what is it? People Choice Award. Yep. That's best so, home so stager. Yeah. Yeah. The best um, home stager. Yeah, I used to write articles for magazines and and um, I decorated and I staged and um, I put, I took up that career after because originally when I went to school I was um, a legal assistant. Okay. And then I started traveling with my husband. Yeah. Um, and so my career had to take a back burner, yeah. which is another thing about me is that I, I sacrifice a lot. Yeah. I sacrifice a lot for those that, yeah. that I love I um, that. in order to see them succeed as well. But always in the back of my mind, I'm always, my mind's always working to make sure that I'm also feeling fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, where was I? So, so yeah, so the legal assistant. Um, and then at the end of my husband's career, because he's an athlete, so they retire early. Yeah. And because a lot of people think when I say my husband's retired, they're like, oh, you got a sugar daddy. You got an old man. <laughs> like, no, they he's don't know, not they don't old. Know the one before that. He's not yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I decided to become an interior designer. Yeah. So I went to school and I took that up. And I had my own business for 12 years. 
So the, um, the beauty stylist, is it before that or after that? Um, beauty stylist came after that. And kind of during, actually, during the tail end of my... And then you owned that, too. And then you became... Well, I actually, I worked for Dior Cosmetics. Yeah. And then um, after that, you be, you got awarded uh, becoming one of, what is it, the, one of the top uh, team from yes, out of 100 team. Right. So when I worked for Dior Cosmetics at Markville Bay with my partner, Lubna, um, it was just her and I. Um, well, it was her alone at first, and then I came on, and together... We the sales were so great that we won Team of the Year. I think it was in 2009, our yeah. first year there. Yeah. Um, out of all the the the, the stores nice. in in the Ontario area, yeah. so that was great. It was a great feeling. So I went from 18 hours to 24 hours to 30 hours because the sales grew so yeah. much. Yeah. And again, back to true to form for me, too many hours became too much for me oh. because um, my children. And so I decided my brain started working again. At that time, I was, I already finished my first breast cancer diagnosis in 08. I was going through surgeries. um, And I decided in 2013 to go back to school and to become a paralegal. And so I left the Dior Cosmetics to go back to school. And I was decorating and staging at the same time. And um, once I graduated and I I wrote my exam with the Law Society, I started working in that field. So I, I... put the decorating staging to the side, um, as well as the makeup artistry. And I was just doing things kind of freelance, yeah. you know, as they came. Because yeah, I never yeah, can yeah. say no. Yeah, I know. Obviously. I'm like that person. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just, I don't you, know how to say no. Exactly. No, don't ask me for $100 because I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> because I will, I will come to that because it's, it's that nature that actually I think I'm not going to go ahead of myself. But yeah. I'm going to ask you that later. Yeah. So there was... so. Your son was born in September uh, 2007. September 11, 2007, you're right. Yeah, well, my son was born in July, same year, so they have the same. So five months later, talk to me, February 2007. Yeah, yeah. So my third child, um, Quinton, he was born September 11th. Um, I I usually nurse my children for seven, eight months, seven, eight, nine months. Um, But with Quinton, because he was born kind of that time of year when kids are going back to school and then it's coming close to Christmas yeah. and whatnot. And I had my other two, eight and three years old, busy. And this little guy was like, nurse, nurse, nurse. He just always wanted to nurse and one side too. And I got a little tired and I decided to supplement. <clears throat> and then because I wasn't nursing him anymore, my breasts went back down to their original size after a couple months. And in February of 08, I was just in the shower, and I felt a lump on my own. And I was never one of those, those women that did that first that month thing that yeah, they, yeah. they talk about these yeah. days, you know, lift your arm up yeah. and yeah. do that feel. I never did that. But I just it was so prominent that as I'm lathering up, I felt it. And um, went for an ultrasound and mammogram, and they both came back saying that it was nothing, just maybe calcifications of the milk ducts. So you did the checkup right away? Yeah, well, I went to my doctor, okay. and she okay. ordered the ultrasound and mammogram, yeah. and they had come back saying it was nothing. Um, and intuitively, I knew that this was not nothing. I knew that my, my breast didn't normally feel like this, and so I asked her to send me to a specialist, and this specialist um, took out that lump um, six months later. She said, let it stay, see if there's any changes, um, and, and we'll take it out. Regardless, we'll take it out in six months. And that ended up showing that it was breast cancer. Yeah. So, um, 
I know a lot of times you, you know you get asked the, the technical part of it, you know, you yeah. know what happened here or that. But in most of the time, what people don't notice is the the emotional part. Oh. And so um, having a children and myself being a parent, mm -hmm. the the feeling of um, there's a chance of you not being there. Mm. How did you like? What made you feel mm -hmm. when you when you get the first news? And I remember, like, forget this kind of huge news. It's small tragedy. People just sink in. And how did you feel, like, when 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 you heard that? Yeah. Well, to begin with, I was alone, um, and it's not that my husband didn't want to be with me. I was just like, I'm good. I'm going in two weeks later after my surgery. I'm just going in to get my stitches out. I just thought I can manage that on my own, no problem. And so I was alone. And um, when she came in, the doctor came in, um, she was, she looked like she was very pale because she didn't know how she was going to tell me the news that she was going to tell me because after surgery, she actually had said that it looked like it was nothing because they can look at the yeah, actual yeah. Um, cysts or the actual um, lump and yeah, say yeah. what they think it is. Anyway, she said she didn't think it was anything. So when she came in to say, yes, it's cancer, um, I, of course, instinct, instinctively, when you hear the word cancer, you think of death. I mean, it's my first time talking about it in yeah. such detail with her um, or with anybody for that matter. I, I never really had anybody in my life that had breast cancer or any kind of cancer, to be honest. Um, except for my uncle, but he had brain cancer, but breast cancer, no. So anyways, yes, I thought about my children. I thought about... I'm not going to be here for them. I'm not going to be able to see them, you know, play all these different activities and graduate from high school and university and get married and have children. Like, like when people talk about that they die and they have all these flashbacks of their life, I feel like it was almost like that for me while I was sitting there yeah. in the doctor's office. Like, all these things were going through my head as to what I'm going to miss and, and how I was... How are they going to survive without me? How is my husband going to manage without me being there for them? Um, so it was, it, was, it was hard to hear. But then almost in, instantly, I was like, what's next? What do we have to do? How are we going to fix this? Wow. Yeah. We, how are we going to fix this? Because I need to be here. <laughs> so... So the, the, the fighter in you, I think naturally you had that, you know, fighter personality mm -hmm. inside of you because other people, because I remember um, a while back, um, a friend that we know, she was fine, like, mm -hmm. and she was told, and then once she got the news that she had, I think it was a brain tumor, she literally just collapsed because I, it wasn't just the sickness. The news just yeah. deteriorate her, yeah. her health in, in yeah. like in total so it's the um, mindset right for someone yeah. to hear the news and then to say okay let's go that takes a lot yeah well I mean I think when you have something to live for yeah um, well we all have something to live for yeah, yeah. but when children are different yeah yeah when you focus on something and say I need to be here for this purpose I got to do everything in my power to make sure that I'm here. Yeah. And so automatically I just like, she was like, okay, well, if there's any cancer to have, not that anybody wants to have cancer, but if there's any cancer to have in your breast, this is the kind you want to have. It was early grade, um, early stage, but uh, the caveat to that was it was high grade aggressive growing. So although it was early grade, um, 
ER positive, so estrogen receptor positive, because our breasts are, are, um, are they feed off of estrogen, and too much estrogen is not good mm-hmm. for our breasts, mm-hmm. it causes yeah. cancer. Yeah. And so mine was an ER positive type cancer. Um, it, the fact that it was high grade aggressive growing meant that if it wasn't caught when it was, it could metastasize quicker and turn into something else move to other parts of your body, lymph nodes, and then that's when it could turn into a, a very yeah. dire situation. Yeah. Yeah. So she um, she set out her, her plan to, you know, go for another MRI and, and so on and so forth yeah. and talk about the, the treatment plan. And so that's where my mind was. It was treatment, get better, let's do this. That is that is insane how the the... The mentality, how you fix it, and just you know to get ready for what it is. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll be a, a damn liar if I was to say that I was always positive. Yeah. Because we're human, right? Yeah, yeah. There was definitely times where I had very dark moments. That no matter how much I knew that the prognosis looked great, yeah. I still thought. What if this doesn't work? What if it comes back? What if, what if, what if, yeah. right? And, and, and those can be very damning to your healing. Like the negativity can really hurt your healing. Stress is a killer in itself, right? That, so, is, that is true, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, just, that's, when, that's what I saw in a lot of people is the fact that it's more than the sickness sometimes. I know that has its mm-hmm. own part, but the mm-hmm. stress just literally, yeah. that... Yeah. Yeah. Plays a lot of uh, yeah yeah and and, and, I, and I won't lie like there's no history of breast cancer in my family, so um, I I I had a lot of stress in yeah. my life. I I, I did uh, was going through a lot, and I mean I, I want to think that that was part of why the cancer came about. Yeah. So going forward, I try to limit as much stress in my life as possible. And then you went, you went, you went under a lot of knife too because yeah. uh, you said under the first year and a half you went, you did ten surgeries. Yeah, the first year and a half was wow. about, um, yeah, about eight to ten surgeries. Yeah, and was with one doctor in particular, and then she got to a point where she couldn't help me anymore. Like, um, I went for the through the initial lumpectomy, yeah. and then the MRI showed that there were some other suspicious areas, so she gave me the option of doing. Um, another lumpectomy which takes out more tissue yeah, yeah. or a mastectomy a subcutaneous mastectomy and whereby they leave the nipple and they take out the most rest, of the tissue yeah. behind and that was what I chose because I thought if I take out most of my breast then hey there's it's gonna get rid of it very little possibility that's will ever come back yeah, right yeah. Um, I had a lot of complications I had um, blood transfusions because I formed hematomas and like lost a lot of blood, had to be rushed back into surgery. Um, and I did both breasts, but they'd only do one at a time. So the exact same complications that I had on one side happened on the other, but so at different times. So that's what happened in 2013? So what is... No, 2013. So, so going going backwards, so 20, 2008, I had um, about eight, 10 surgeries. Finally, the doctor couldn't... Um, rectify the problems because I was forming a lot of scar tissue yeah. and she sent me on to another doctor. Yeah. Um, this doctor had another procedure that she was able to um, do. She's one of the only doctors in Ontario that did it um, using human cadaver tissue to build like a hammock to hold my implants because yeah. my, my I had very little breast tissue 
so the implants were bottoming out and almost like falling out. Like heavy. Falling, yeah. Um, just a lot of complications, scar tissue, which formed hard. And so this doctor had some miracles that she can perform. So we went to St. Mike's and um, I had the four surgeries with her and I was on my last one, surgery number um, 13, supposedly. Supposed to be my last one. Yeah. And that was when we found more cancer. And that was in 2016. And, and that was, again, I... I noticed it because I noticed that, you know, my breast didn't look normal. My, my nipple was like looking kind of yeah. like I was nursing, just cracked. Yeah. And women yeah. that have nursed would know what I'm talking I, I about. Understand. You understand, understand yeah. that, yeah. right? Yeah. When you're yeah. first nursing, yeah. these little kids are like, suck, suck, suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> They're so greedy. <laughs> but um, that's what I likened it to. And so I told the doctor, I said, something's not right here. And so in surgery, she tested it and came back and said that it was cancer. This was the nipple cancer, the Paget's disease, and that was the second diagnosis. Um, so that was hard to hear because I went through all this reconstruction to build back these breasts, all these surgeries, um, all the emotional upheaval, and then here we are back at kind of stage one again. Yeah. Or stage zero. And um, so she decided that I was having complications from that, yeah. and she decided that she'd go back in and try to fix those complications. And while she was there, decided to just do some more exploratory surgery to make sure she yeah. got all the cancer. Yeah. Um, and again, two weeks later, went back to get the stitches out, and she found more cancer. So okay. within that, I think it was like a month and a half period, um, there were two diagnoses, um, and that was that was the time when things really started to change for me as far as my mindset. So you said within two and a half, two diagnoses, which is in 2016? Yes, actually. So that, that makes it pretty much four or three, like four times? That was my third diagnosis third in 2016. So, okay. so the first 2013 08. is when you finished your first right. construction. Okay. Right, I know okay. it's a lot to keep up okay. with. No, I'm but you're like, doing no, good. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot. I'm, I'm trying to do my homework. And you're doing good. And I actually, I, I, I created a video, just the timeline. Yeah. Because it was a lot, and a lot of people asked questions. I was like, you know what? Here's a video. <laughs> so how? I mean, I understand. And when it comes to you and your emotion, how was it on your children? Sorry. How on your on your kids? How how was the uh, yeah. all this? Like, I mean, um, yeah, as it, as you know, as being a child mm -hmm. once and I'm being um, as a parent right now, and I know how kids will think and say like, is she gonna be around? Is yeah. she gonna leave, yeah. right? And then there's that going through, and then and then some kids, they don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, they want to hold it inside. Yeah, so that was my first. The first daughter. Yeah, my first daughter was like that. But yeah, I'll talk about that. Um, but let me first add this: that um, in 2016, when the third diagnosis came about, and she came in and told me that, <clears throat> um, she said that I have to get rid of the full breast all over again. Yeah. So the full breast that we had reconstructed, I have to now lose it and so um that was hard on on everybody that was hard on my husband he was there and i looked over and he was there and he was just like bawling and i oh, was he's like a, he's a crybaby like me <laughs> he's a crybaby okay, i'm like that i can't I, like every situation my wife says is like if, even if something has nothing to do with you if you see people cry you cry with them yeah I'm because like, you're yeah. sensitive right yeah, and, and, and you care um Okay. Yeah, cool. he's sensitive. Yeah. And he's a Trini, so he's very sensitive. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
going now now remember now i've had by this time that would have been 16 surgeries yeah. and now i'm gonna have to go through wow. removing the breast so when i went home i decided that i i had to tell my children be hardcore with them because in in 08 they were younger right yeah. they were eight yeah. three and one yeah. going through those surgeries they were yeah they were older but now at this point in 2016 my first daughter I think she was probably like 17 or 18 and they were of the age now where they could better understand now that having cancer does not equate death and now I'm I'm a testament to show you that because now it's been eight years and yes I've been going through surgeries but I'm still here it's just we're just trying to get to that end game because yeah. the diagnosis keeps showing it's the, the, the cancer keeps trying to show itself, but each time we catch it early enough that we can get rid of yeah, it. Yeah. But mommy's still here, mommy's still good. Yeah. So I just kind of explained to them, especially now being young women, yeah. I wanted them to understand the the challenges that can come with, with having these reproductive organs and the risks that are we are faced with as women um, and how to better be proactive in order to, to know what's happening to your body and what changes are normal and what are not normal. Yeah. So that was my 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 thought process when I when I decided to talk to them, and also to let them know, hey, you're hearing this again, yes, but mommy's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be here for you. I'm gonna be okay. And so I just wanted to reassure them that yeah, all this surgery, all these surgeries that I'm having, understand why. It's 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 not that um, they're elective. It's not that. Um, you know, I'm going to die, you know, next tomorrow. I'm just trying to get to an end game. Yeah. Right. Um, so they understood and they weren't so sad. My older daughter, again, as I was saying, she's um, less, she's very quiet, but very intuitive. Like she sits back and takes everything yeah. in. Yeah. And um, she, uh, she didn't really speak much. And even to this day, she doesn't say much. She was like, okay, but she'll leave and she'll think about it. And, what I am afraid of, though, for her is that she internalizes things. That is the, yeah. That yeah, is, I, yeah. I get scared of that kind of stuff. Yeah. When, uh, um, when, I, when, when we lost our brother, my brother-in-law, mm -hmm. his uncle, and is close to age to him. And, and until this point, he, he doesn't want to talk about it and he doesn't want to mention. So I always try to encourage him, like, for him to speak out. And that's one of the things that I always get, I have a fear of, like, I don't want him to internalize it. And for him to just because one you know one way or the other is gonna explode later. Yes. And having that conversation to talk about it is really. Yep. It's it's really amazing. Yes. How was on you? I mean, it's it's one thing to talk to them, but it's another thing to come out of you and you to sit down and have a conversation to put that reality in front of. Yeah. You. And and again, I I I knew I had to have these conversations because. I wanted them to understand it. Yeah. And remember I said that in 2016, after the third diagnosis, that was the pivotal year for me. Yeah. Um, and for many reasons. It's because my children are older. I needed them to understand it a little bit better. Um, for me, I also knew that having three diagnoses and having each one being caught at an early enough stage yeah. that I didn't have to go through chemo. Um, or radiation because they caught it at such a stage that removing it by surgical means was enough. Um, I felt blessed. I felt very blessed that God was showing it to me. 
Um, and I felt that he was doing that because there was a bigger purpose. Yeah. And, and when I started to think of it that way, I knew that my mind was turning about what that purpose, how I was going to um, put that purpose in effect. Yeah. So my mind was like turning while I was actually going through surgeries and I was home a lot and I took a year off of work and, you know, a lot of friends were visiting and we were speaking more and I was speaking so very candidly and open um, about it that, you know, a couple of my girlfriends were like, you should speak, you know, you should speak about this and you should share what you know because now it's been, you know, 16 surgeries later, three diagnoses later, um, eight years later, a lot of ups and downs and complications and emotional upheaval. I mean, my husband and I, you know, nearly went through divorce because the emotional baggage that I was carrying, a lot of the feelings that came up from um, my, my, my past and my history were starting to rear its ugly head because everything was now like coming to light. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Um, and so we had to go to the counseling to try to like get a handle on that. Yeah. And, and I'm very, very honest about that because a lot of people will pretend like that's not a reality of what they go through when they're going through emotional um, baggage, emotional drama. It's, it happens yeah. and sometimes people make, through, make it through. Was your husband, um, um, so, as a husband, always, which is one of the worst thing I have as a as a character, I try to fix a lot of things when my wife tried to discuss with me, and it's it's see, just my eyes were getting big. Yeah, <laughs> it's just see for me, I'm just trying to help. Yes, but yes, it just came yes. out as me trying to be therapy for her, right? So it's like, and then we we go through. She's like, I don't want you to tell me what the problem. is. I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to hear it. Would, hear it and you, be there. Yeah, and then for me, I'm like, it's it's not. Um, I think the the on both sides the misunderstanding is like the woman might think is like oh he's he's he thinks he's trying to like he knows all and he want to fix it and on the husband's side he just like because he cares so much that he want to fix it but not realizing sometimes just sitting back and listening oh. not saying a word yeah now after after the loss that she had I am learning that like I should be crying one at a time and I don't say anything I just sit there and then just either Hugger, or if she doesn't want to hug, I just sit beside her. So yeah, um, you're how so was, right. So was what you guys going through that? Because it, I think it makes you feel like you're you're alone if you think that your husband is not understanding what you're going through. And then to be yes. honest, I'll give you this: it's really hard for a man to understand a woman. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I understand that. Yeah. I understand so that. So how was that? Like, how was that part of it? You trying to, you know, go through it, but yeah. you want someone. Not to diagnose, not to therapy or do anything, just be there. You're, you're, you just nailed it all on the head right there. And, and thank you for that because it just shows that you were listening, right? The fact that you can articulate that right now yeah. shows that you were listening. Now, same thing with my husband. Like, he's, you know, caretaker. You know, always made sure the family was good, like in all Physically ways. Physically, he looks like a Papa He looks bear. like a caretaker oh, yeah. too, right? <laughs> um, like a bouncer. But I think the hard thing for him was not understanding the emotional part of what I was dealing with. And that I don't need you to fix things for me. That's the doctor and God's um, role. That is well I just need you to be there to support me. Yeah. And that meant, that didn't only mean going to work and coming home and taking care of the kids in the house and me. 
but it also meant emotionally supporting me. Not necessarily did it mean emotionally supporting me verbally, but in that quiet support, like yeah. sit there beside me, watch a movie with me, rub my leg, hold my hand, and you no, know, here is, and there, tell me you're gonna be okay, yeah. hun. It's it's I I don't understand because I'm not in your shoes, but you're gonna be okay, and I I love you, and 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 yes, he said that, and though in those words came, but I felt like it didn't come at the times that I needed to hear it, and yes, that's hard for him because, and that's hard for any man because, how do they know when you want to hear something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and for for most part, because a lot of us women are so strong, we get up and we do things. They think we're okay-ish. So then, therefore, they don't say too much or do too much because, okay, she's good. You know, she can help out now. Um, so I can back up with what I need to say or do. Yeah. And we always need that support. We right. always need to hear that that recognition of, I know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going through, but I, I can understand what you're going through. I sympathize with you. I empathize with you. I love you. I support you. I'm here for you. Whatever you need, just. And then you know things like do things like, be there, to. I don't know. Bring some flowers here and there. Yeah. Take the woman out on a, a dinner date or a lunch date or a spa date or something like that to show that you understand, her her need for this right now, more so than any knowing, other time. Knowing what she wants currently. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of totally appreciate you. Like, it's a confusing thing. Yeah, no, I, I think really, with especially, I know people will watch <clears throat> this and, and um, there's a, uh, you know, it's it was, it wasn't planned. Um, the fact that we are in the Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, that we're doing this as of shooting right now is today's uh, October 23rd. So, yeah. Um, I want people, whoever watches it, who's going the same, you know, into through the same situations, um, especially men, to yeah. be able to understand oh, yeah. how to be supportive. Yeah. Because in our head, I'm, I'm speaking for all men, in our head, it's screaming. It's like, you got to do something. You know, you got to help. You got to say something. You got to fix it. You got to make her feel good. Right? There's, there's all this noise. And it takes a lot for someone just to, and I'm learning this, like, this past four or five months yeah. and I would say like a year since the last but I'm learning that I need to just be quiet do nothing sometimes then, quiet is good and, too. Then, and then be there right yeah. so and then um, we don't have to understand it I think that's what I and so um, that's speak on that like for for whoever watching us it's like yeah. how do, how does a man mm -hmm. or in general whether it's a brother a husband mm -hmm. a boyfriend fiance whatever yeah and how does one stand along his, you know, his spouse for him to say, like, yeah. know what she needs, yeah. not what you want? Yeah, and um, I, I have a, quite a few men that reach out to me um, with the, that exact same question that they're not sure on how to, to support their, their partner through this. And again, I, I will say just don't ever say you understand because nobody understands until they're in their shoes. And a man certainly doesn't understand because they're not losing their breasts. Yeah. They're not losing that ability to feel like a woman um, without her breasts. Yeah. Uh, having breasts are indicative of us being women as far as our physicality, right? It doesn't take away from our womanness or yeah. our womanhood or our ability to be emotional beings or love or to feel beautiful or sexy. Um, 
it's just, I mean, when a woman takes off her clothes and looks and sees a flat chest or a breast that are, you know, nipple looking north or south or, you know, uh, just flat and scarred, it's, it's hard for us. Yeah. So no one can truly understand that until they go through it. But what I would say for you is especially believing that you truly love your, your partner to make her feel like the most beautiful person in the world. Yeah. Um, and that not only means saying it, but actually showing it um, by her lingerie, you know, take her out on a, a night out on the town and end it at a hotel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. close your ears, son. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, we always. We we yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like, okay, so keep your ears open and yeah. understand this for future in case you come into this situation yeah. in your lifetime. Yeah. Um, be there in a quiet support, too. You don't always have to say something because eh, a lot of times you're going to say the wrong thing. Not all men, but Most sometimes the they will say the wrong Most thing. Most of the time, because the thing that comes out of us that we think is right, yeah. it ends up being the most And it's wrong. not your fault. And then you're standing there like, what did I just yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not your fault. And it's like, and good on you for being there to say something at all. Um, but when we're going through what we're going through, we're not, and understand this, we're not in our proper mindset either. Yeah, yeah. So when you say something to us now, Next year, you could say the same thing, and we might not take it the same way. But we're just going through our own emotional like journey, and we're feeling so like pent up with our emotions yeah. that if you say like one word, like the wrong way, high pitch, low tone, <laughs> yep. it can make a difference in how we perceive it. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you don't need to say anything; just be there. And I always used to tell my husband, I said, "You would go." In the morning, he'd always make sure I'm good, you know, breakfast, if I need to, like, shower, you know, do whatever he need to do, dry me up, cream me up, get me back settled in bed, um, take me to and from our appointments, and then he'd go do what he needs to do with the children or work or whatever. Come home, again, make sure I'm okay. He'd call throughout the day, make sure I'm good, check in. You know, his business is local, so he can be back and forth. Um, but then at nighttime, he'll come home, check on me, and then he would go, okay, you're okay? Good. He'll be downstairs for hours. And in my head, I'm like, where are you? Like, why are you not up here beside me? Like, I just want you beside me. Yeah, yeah. Not even thinking that, hey, and remember this. This is not only your journey, woman. It's this is everybody's journey. journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's your husband's journey. It's your yeah. children's journey. Yeah. It's your parents' journey. It's your friend's journey. It's everybody's journey. As everybody is dealing with this, yeah, right? Yeah. They all deal with it differently. And so, because men generally internalize, what he was doing was downstairs, broken as broken can be, worried all the time that he's going to lose his wife, lose the mother of the children, how is he going to do it without me, you know, in tears. Um, but he didn't want to show me that because he needed to show me strength, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is what he thought. He needed to show me strength. So he doesn't want to be up beside me when he's broken or upset. And at the end of the day, he spent, he spent the whole day, you know, cleaning house, Thinking, yeah. taking care of children, family, work, me. He's tired too. So he was downstairs kind of in his own little world of, of sorrow and sadness. So again, it took counseling for me to understand that. Um, but back to what a, what a man can do, it's, it's, 
you don't always have to speak. Just do the little kind and loving gestures. That's all. How, how important is it, now if you go back in time, to see that um, brokenness, vulnerability in front of you? Would it, does it help? Would it, would, it, would it make you feel like you're fighting it together? How does it feel? Like if, if you actually was breaking in front of yeah. you? Yeah. Well, a couple things. Um, it, like you said, it, it did make me feel like I was fighting it because with I'm someone. Not, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's not, I'm asking this question because there's a lot of uh, notion women, they want their man to be strong, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and at the same time, and then there are proper, uh, like other women, you know, the other um, uh, pendulum yeah. that they want it. They want their man to show their yeah. sensitivity, mm -hmm. their his emotion. Mm -hmm. So my wife always says that don't hide it because you crying, you showing me um, how you broken you are or how weak you are. It makes me feel. It's good. not even weak. Yeah. Vulnerability is not weak. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes me feel. It makes me feel like we're we're doing it together. So yeah. how important is for him yeah. on the, that time when he was downstairs, you know, mm. breaking in tears? If he did it in front of you. Um, so if he did it in front of me, um, uh, honestly speaking, I, that would make me feel more so that I knew he loved me. I knew that he was concerned. I knew that he felt what I was feeling-ish. Mm -hmm. um, I would have felt better knowing that instead of seeing this very strong, stoic yeah. person. It would make you fight even more because yeah. no, you yeah. know that there's... Yeah, it, it would. It would make me feel supported more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's okay for men to show, you know, their emotions. And yeah. I, I think in our society, um, way too often are men taught to be just strong and don't cry. And, like, I'm okay with my son crying. And, and you know, there's a, there's a healthy balance, right? Like, there's you're showing emotion yeah. and there's being, like, too soft. Like, you don't <laughs> yeah. want them to be, <laughs> no, like, you don't want them to be picked on either. No, I right? always say, like, I'm a man of faith. So I always say, you know... Uh, a man of all men cried, which is Christ for me. So I always say that when people talk, yeah. it was like, you know, the man of all men yeah. cried in front yeah, of others. Absolutely. So who are you and not to cry? what stronger man is there than he? Yeah. So who yeah. are you not to cry? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, it, it definitely would have made me feel um, more like he was with me. Yeah. If he showed me the emotion. Um, like I said, he's an emotional person. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he just doesn't if do I it. crack the whip, he cries when he's joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't he play. Just, he just doesn't do it like. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he he. At certain times, he tends to believe that showing it is gonna hamper my yeah. growth or my healing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but nonetheless, because he thinks that it's gonna make you more sad. He's been making you, even yeah. taking you into a place that yeah. you don't want to be. And at. We're, yeah, we're different creatures. Yeah. So I understand now, and it took me some counseling to understand it. So yeah. now I'm better able to to um, uh, help. Twenty five years later. Yeah, to help to help other other men and couples um, that call me, reach out to me to ask me these questions. I understand it now because I've did, lived it. Did it make like you going through that? Did it make your marriage stronger? Um, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Perhaps not, because what it did is this journey has made me stronger. And it's made me not put up with certain things. Yeah, yeah. It's made me follow my heart and my dreams with certain things full force ahead. 
it's made me if I want to try it, if I want to do it, if I want to go there, if I want to be there, if I want to, I just do. I just Good. go. I, there's made it's made me have no Value time too. Life is too short. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when I talked about um, moving in in and growing in different directions or at different paces, yeah, yeah. I feel like, <clears throat> and this is not a bad thing or any criticism, but I feel like I have we were growing kind of like this. And then come my third diagnosis, pew, was me. Yeah. My growth and my mindset and my understanding of life and love and 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 goals. Because it creates Just like this sharp focus because it, it makes you value the time that you have. Yeah. Right? It does, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's made me somewhat less tolerant and somewhat more tolerant. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Because yeah, more tolerant yeah. of the things that I would normally be complaining about, I'm yeah. like, ah, I can't nothing. even. Yeah. <laughs> and my whole mindset with that is I can't even take on this stress right now. Yeah. Um, and then there's less tolerance or more tolerant that, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. If Do you. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna do me. I'm going to do what feels right and... Um, and, and not by disrespectful I means, yeah. but yeah. just I have to live my life. Yeah. I have to live. Life is too short for any one of us. Yeah. I can leave here right now. You can leave here right now. And I will not see you again. I would not want that to happen. Yeah. But yeah. that is just life. That's God the has the ultimate the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because it's an innocent. I mean, for, it made me realize, I think... Um, Sickness, Dave, mm. it just makes you realize mm. what you have, mm -hmm. things that you take for granted, yeah. the time that you have. Yeah. Um, I've heard this man, I was, I was listening to a podcast, uh, this guy said he valued a certain thing that happened to his life, he valued time so much that he literally divided his days mm -hmm. into three sections of days. Mm -hmm. So when people have seven days in a week, um, he has 21 days in a week. So what he did was, from six to twelve, that's one day. Mm. From mm. twelve, from twelve to six, that's second day. From six to midnight, that's the third day. Really? Because of that, he said his life. Now he's like multi-billionaire and all that stuff. But because of that, he said he focused on everything that he does. Now, when he wastes that six hours, yeah, for him, he's thinking he just wasted a day. Mm. So makes sense. I, I took that. I'm like, I need to practice yeah, for myself. Yeah. So I think going certain stuff. It makes you it makes you focus on life a lot more. It does. It does. It really does. And um, like, in the end of the day, you have to be, you have to create your your own destiny. Yeah. And yes, everything is written down for you from the time you're conceived. And I and I totally leave that. Yeah. Your circumstances, the people that you're going to meet, what they bring to you, what you bring to their life, yeah. it's orchestrated and it's all part of your greater plan. Um, but if you don't, when you don't truly understand what your greater plan is, I think like this: if you go through life with this one guiding principle, yeah. do everything in love. Yeah. And I so believe in that that I literally have it tattooed on my neck. Do everything in love. That's do everything in love. That's that's exactly what biblical Christ said: do everything in love. Yeah. Do everything in love. Yeah. And I feel like if you have that, always in, I don't want to say in the back of your head because it should be in the front of yeah, your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that. Everything you do in life, whether it's your encounters with people, um, 
your 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 outlook on life going forward when you think it's you know life is over um, in your your career in any aspect of your life if you have that guiding principle when you're about to say something do something feel something and if it's kind of like on the negative side and you think like fix it pause you will it'll it'll come out right even if it doesn't actually come out right if you know that you did it with love and you did it with the intention of love yeah and you can't go wrong yeah right yeah and i i try my heart and i'm not, and i'm again yeah, we're human pinch me <laughs> cut me and i bleed exactly. right yeah. and i uh, i'll make mistakes um but my i have a good heart isn't it the beauty is like the fact that you make a mistake and then you go on and then if you don't that just becomes boring if you're just walking a ro- program I, I would robot. never want to go through life I love unscathed. my mistakes and, yeah. and, and, and certain things might be worse than the other one but at the end of the day yeah. what makes me me and then later when I achieve all those I think yeah. um, you turn back and you look at it it's like I was really horrible and I just made it and I just passed all that in yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know you did a lot of things and what does uh, look good feel better? What does look good feel better? Yeah. What does it mean to me? No, I mean you. You. I think you participated in a. In a yes. Is there an organization? Yes. So it's it's a it's a nonprofit organization. Look good feel better. I came across when I was working for DR Cosmetics. Yeah. yeah. Um, during my. Um, well, you've done some homework. I do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is he? Is that a trick question? Does he know about <laughs> no. this organization? Um, no. I came across Look Good, Feel Better when I used to work for Dior Cosmetics, and um, we had an event a couple times of the, yeah. of the year yeah. at the Bay um, in the beauty the beauty section where we gave back a percentage of sales to Look Good, Feel Better. It's an organization that deals with women that are um, going through their cancer diagnosis, and we help them to look good so they can feel better. Feel better. And it's a very simple concept. But it, it is so very true and very real. Very impactful. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they get their own kit of um, skincare and makeup. There is um, like a wig technician. She'll show you how for women that are losing their hair. Show you how to like proper care for your 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 wigs. Um, we show them how to put on very simple makeup, eyebrows, draw on their eyebrows, their skincare, um, the proper way to make sure that they take care of their skin when they're going through treatment. Um, because their skin is very vulnerable, yeah. and I was one of the the makeup artists that was there to help these women. So How's, how was it going through it, that? In? It was it was again because I didn't have to go through chemo and radiation yeah. to to see. This what was my first through? time being really in with women that were losing hair yeah. and going through their. Yeah. It was emotional. Yeah, I actually feel emotional right now thinking about it because. Um, sometimes there's this thing called survivor's remorse and sometimes I feel that because I didn't go through that part of it that I don't want to say that I was blessed or lucky but I feel like sometimes I don't understand what they actually went through Um, but seeing them having lost their hair being frail their skin being you know pale losing their eyebrows, um, it can almost take away some of your dignity. And it can take away some of your... Especially for a woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of your, your feeling whole as a woman. And so for me to be able to participate in helping these women to bring some of that back to life for them, I really believe when you look in the mirror and you 
like what you see looking back at you, it helps to heal inside. And that's why I've incorporated um, makeup artistry, like makeup, um, uh, makeup, I don't know the term I'm looking for, makeup, makeup artistry, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. makeovers, makeovers is my term, yeah. um, into my High Hill Diaries platform. It's because to help a woman to, to look good um, is part of healing. It helps them to heal. And so that was, it was a very rewarding for me. I did it for a few years until I went back to school yeah. and I couldn't handle doing it anymore. But um, it's part of what I do now with High Heel Diaries. Yeah. Um, Haven't you, like you've done that like that with Homeless, right, before? I, I haven't, but I wanted to. Oh, okay, okay. So you, I haven't. That, that was your vision. You that was my to, vision, okay, okay. yeah, we discussed yeah, that. Yeah, because we discussed that before, yeah. I remember. And you wanted to do that. Yeah, I wanted to drive around in a van outfitted with, a, you know, a makeup counter and wardrobe and you know, pick up people off the street and give them a little makeover uh, and then send first, them. First volunteer right here. Yeah. yeah, to help me out, eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can do yeah. that together. We I used, could just... I think I told you, and he used to do the same thing when you were a child, when you were like small kid, and his mom used to pack him food. He used to go around and give to oh, homeless people yeah. and he just sits down and talk with them and stuff. So mm -hmm. we always, in the back of your head, is like, it's funny how life just drives you away from the passion that yeah. you have because you go crazy. And we used to say, it's like, we need to go back to do that. Like, yeah. giving back and that. I think it's important. that Even as a person, it makes you grow when you give back a lot. It certainly and, does. Yeah. And I appreciate that because it's in your nature to do that. That's yeah. the reason that you get driven to go through all that. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Um, throughout your journey, I know your, your daughter raised a thousand something dollar to give back uh, for a foundation. I'm impressed, Sirfal. <laughs> I am impressed. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think anybody that has interviewed me has gone into that great of detail. Yeah, no, and I mean, so it's, I it's, it's an honor for me to, for you to be Doing here. So research. I need to take yeah. my time for, to know Absolutely. you. And um, yep. how was it for her? Because I'm, it must be it must be huge mm -hmm. for her to raise, you know, for an, in, in other people's yeah. eye, it might be a small thing. But for her, it's a big deal it's for huge. her so, to do that. Yeah, I, I, when I was speaking about my children, I was, I was, we talk, we're talking so much about so many things, but I meant to get to my second daughter, um, my Paris. Um, she's now going to be 18 November, but she's that sensitive child. My, she loves, she's like me, and she's very sensitive. She's that one that's like when I'm, when I go through my surgeries, she's here taking care of me, making sure I'm good. Um, so from when she was eight, I think she was eight. Eight to ten. She did that when she was eight. She I was young. I, she I, was I young. Maybe, maybe, yeah, somewhere between ten and twelve. Okay, let's no. say that. Um, and she wanted to make bracelets to um, pink make pink, pink bracelets ribbon, with yeah. pink ribbon yeah. in order to raise money to to give back. And like she had that philanthropy spirit, that give back, want to help spirit at such a young age. And yeah. she's always been that type of person. And. Um, yeah, we raised um, just over $1,000, and the hospital that I first had my surgeries at were Centenary Hospital, and then we live in Ajax, so... Was it like, was it 1,008, 1,080? Don't forget everything. I we think it was. 1,080, yeah. I just, think it was. Yeah, every penny counts. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta so we donated it yeah. um, to the Lake Ridge Hospital. Yeah. And... Um, Which one, the Ashwa? Or? I, the, the, I think... No, Ashwa not is Ashwa. the one who has... Huh? Not Oshawa. It was either Pickering. It was either Ajax, Pickering, or Centenary. Oh, okay. I thought Oshawa has a cancer. Uh, they do. Oh, okay. But okay. it was it wasn't Oshawa. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah. So there was um. You know, little um, photo up there for her, and 
you know, they had a photo of myself and my husband, my my Paris, I think my my son. Um, he's also very loving and supportive. Yeah. Supported his mommy. He's the only boy. Um, but yeah, very 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 loving. I still have some of those bracelets. And, and you know, I, I kind of want to do that again. I think it was a nice gesture yeah. in order to to show that. Um, I, w- I would like for her to do it again, actually, yeah. um, to to show that you know I support my mom and I support all these women that are going through what they're going through. And that was before I started to started out with High Heel Diaries. Um, but the reason I I started High Heel Diaries again was to share what I've learned um, to impart my wisdom and knowledge from my journey um, to others and to give back. Yeah. So that, that I was going through that philanthropy stage too and I wanted to give back in any way and shape that I can. So I do multiple things. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, so Paris is the model one? Maury, they both model actually. They're, oh no, they're, yeah, they're both yeah, models. Yeah, but Morgan first started. She's oldest. Yeah. Um, she models with Settle In Models and then yeah. Paris is with um, LeDrew and Emmy Model Management. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell her that I'm, I can't afford her, but I'm coming for her. That when I get there, <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> I, coming for them I look next. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm no. coming for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, I, w- I was, I think it was when with my wife was going through it, and I was showing her. I'm like, I, I would just fell in love with the hair, like, yeah, oh yeah, with the natural afro. I'm like, that is awesome. Yes. I've never seen um, when when uh, it's when people do their natural beauty yeah. like that is yeah. just yeah. like insanely beautiful. So, um, listen, yeah. I've I've learned from my my daughters as far as natural beauty like i come from the school of we used to always want straight hair so we would put perm and relaxer in our hair and you know color our hair and i'm not going to say i I still don't love that because i love being creative that's a creative side of me but um i've now stopped putting chemicals in my hair um well as far as it kills straight straighteners and stuff i'll still do some colors yeah um but as you know because my hair was green before i yeah, put I know. this in. <laughs> you had, and then you had green, blue. red, and yes, <laughs> I've tried lots of colors. But I've learned from them, and I, I love the fact. Is that this your first time doing dreads? Mm, no, it's locks. Don't call it dreads Likes. ever. So, yeah, Do sorry, locks. I locks. learned. I'm sorry. Don't call it locks. Yeah, dread, dread is like the, 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 the uh? it's my second, second time. Second time. Yeah. it looks nice. I love I like it. it. This is um yeah. from my my guy um Benji okay. from um full locks by Benji. Yeah, okay, he does a fabulous job. Yeah, shout out Benji. Um. It's 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 amazing. So, um, your your son is a soccer star. Yes. He's a football uh, football star. Yeah, you call it football yeah, for sure. I don't, I, don't, I, yeah. I came from Africa, so I, I don't like when people say soccer. Soccer, yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. used to soccer. <laughs> yeah, he, he um. Didn't he just sign in for uh, was it is it a, a, tr- a t- uh, Toronto FC Academy? Uh, so yeah. he's he signed each year they do signings. So okay. the kids that are already there will. Okay sign again if they're keeping them so he's been there for four seasons so that's four. that's his passion that's what he want to do that's what he wants to do he's awesome. he's he wants to be a professional soccer player whether it's it's here for tfc whether it's overseas Whatever, yeah. europe yeah. um mls yeah that's what he wants to do and he's he's a fabulous player yeah um and he he's hungry he's he, got he the physicality hungry. too oh does he yeah. ever yeah he's yeah got he does the you know it's a lot of athleticism in our family yeah his dad again was a, a, a baseball player nobody played baseball yeah. but all my kids played either soccer or basketball yeah and i was gonna come or back football. to that you so how old did you say it was 40 how old is he? I know how old were you? Um, how old are you right now? Forty. I'm forty-nine. Forty-nine. Mm-hmm. For a forty-nine <laughs> years old woman, you look amazing. Oh, thank you. And that one thing that I was gonna come back to that was that you work out. 
Right. I work out. I do. I've, I'm, I feel like I'm, I haven't been able to do as much as I normally do because I'm yeah. suffering some from a back injury and yeah. a knee injury right now. But yeah, yeah that's like, that's my go-to sport is the yeah. gym. <laughs> Isn't it amazing though, like um, going through that and then look where you are right now. Like, yeah, you're, you're I, you know what? I just posted um, on my page. You're, you're going ahead of ourselves. Don't. Okay, don't, okay, okay. Don't, don't, I'm, okay, I was okay. Gonna, I was going to say. I was going to speak about that. <laughs> not, don't go. You so, take the lead okay. then. So, um, <laughs> because I was like, I was like sitting down. Yes, I was like clapping. Yeah. So, I wanted to speak that later. So, let's let's go back to your uh, uh, foundation, High Heel Diaries. Okay. Yeah, my platform. Yeah, my foundation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a, f- a foundation platform, right? This, it's, it's all in one kind of yeah. thing. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not a registered charity or anything, so I don't know if I want to call it foundation. It's my cause. Yeah. Um, and because I do so many things and, and you know, need time for my, my personal self-care, my my family, my job, um, I don't have the, the time for all the red tape of, of creating, a, like, a charity. Uh, charity. So it's, it's really people know me, people trust me, yeah. and... If they donate to me, they know where it's going. Yeah, yeah. So what I do um, so with what High Heels Diaries, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's my vision. It's my cause. And I always had this idea in my head when I created it that I wanted to do a, a, a breast cancer walk. Like I wanted a bunch of women to walk in high heel shoes and, and us be walking for the cause of women. And um, the premise of High Heel Diaries is not only supporting breast cancer, but it's supporting women as we every day go through life holding our head high and walking strong and powerful, taking care of ourselves, our families, our husbands, our jobs, our, our husbands, jobs, our children. Um, but what happens sometimes is that we forget when we're going through our own struggle. Um, and if we don't take a step back to heal, mm-hmm. H-E-A-L, yeah, yeah. that will never be good for ourselves or for anybody yeah, else. Yeah. So, and in addition to that, taking that step back and taking the time to articulate how you're feeling, yeah. opening up your diaries yeah. and sharing what you're feeling with a proper source, yeah. mind you, because yeah. you don't want to just talk your business to anybody exactly. and everybody yeah. um, in order to heal. So high heel diaries. And so I always wanted to do a walk in support of women and in support of that mission. So my um, walk a mile in my shoes is the walk yeah, that I've yeah, done three yeah, times. Yeah. Um, and then where the breast cancer support comes in is the money that's raised from that goes towards helping women that are going through their current diagnosis of breast cancer and they're suffering financially um, and need some assistance, whether it's children's activities, um, utilities, groceries, um, what have you. And if anything, and they don't need finances to help them with those things, then either a care package or I give them a day at the spa. Yeah, yeah. And all that all comes from people that either see my platform and that reach out to me or someone that knows someone that says, hey, reach out to Natalie. Yeah. And that's how I'm supported. So how do, um, look, to the audience, I, I, I naturally, I don't like um, promoting things that I don't, I'm not, I'm not a... Yeah. a fan of or I don't really truly believe it mm-hmm. and I'm telling you 100% I believe in, in this woman mm-hmm. so um, how do people donate if they how do they it? donate yeah so I mean you can just reach out to me and you can talk to me about I, I do different events like right in Octo- yeah. on October 30th I'm having a, a dinner give back for yeah. for women yeah. for survivors um, so a lot of people will just say hey Nat I, I, I want to give you you know X amount towards that um, or when I do the walk, when I do the breast cancer walk, which is once a year, usually in October, um, you buy a ticket. The ticket 
gives you kind of access to the event. Okay. But that um, some ninety percent of the proceeds goes towards have helping you done the it women. Yet? The the walk. I've done three already. And the, have you done? Oh, this I month? didn't do one this past this year. Okay. COVID has kind of put like a. Yeah. It's had me slow back with a few things. Okay. You um, haven't done this one, did you? Right. I didn't do one oh, October okay. pass, but okay. I'll do one next October. Next okay. Next yeah. Year. Okay. Okay. Um. So people will donate by buying a ticket, and sometimes they donate above and beyond that. I also will have vendors at the event, yeah. but anything to do with wellness and healthcare. Do, um, do you have any system on your on your uh, website on a platform to donate? From to donate, um, there's no not like a donate now button yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But it's more just so contact you just contact me, and okay. then I, I mean I don't want people just to say, hey, how much can I donate? I want you. I want to talk with you. Like yeah, I want yeah. you to know what I do, and yeah. um, it goes right into um, the account to help the women. Um, I also have a, a wine label. Yeah, I was a very that. nice. Yeah. I should have brought one. I, was, I know. I was gonna it's ask a that. And very uh, sexy and bottle. Yeah. Like so. <laughs> um, how do they buy that one? Like so. Yeah. The so the bottles are twenty four dollars, and then it's you get a commemorative. It's a donation. Okay. Um, and then you get a commemorative Is it bottle through your website. So you can go to the website. Um, I'm not sure if there's a link there. I can't remember if I put a link yeah. there to buy the bottle. But again, everything is email me and I'll tell you how. Okay. On my IG, on my Instagram, High Heel Diaries, um, you'll see various posts that are like yeah. pre-order right now, pre-order. But yeah. I always carry the bottles. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm gearing up. I'm getting some bottles. Um, on, I have some bottles on order for the Christmas because yeah. that's usually when I sell yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. But they're gonna, super so we're beautiful. gonna put the link to High Heel Diaries yes. and then uh, to her to your High Heel Instagram as well yes. and then your personal one. Yeah. People, if you guys want to contact her, donate, buy the wine. By the way, the the wine bottle is blinged out. Like I've seen yes. it, it is fully blinged out. So yeah, um, I love that bottle. Uh, yeah, I had that, a vision, and that's yeah. the thing. That thing about you know my vision and I and I talked. What kind of wine? What kind of wine is it? So there's there's red, rosé, and white. The red is Cabernet Sauvignon. The white is Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. And then there's white Zinfandel for the white Zinfandel for the um, rosé. Okay. All all the high end stuff. So good stuff. So we'll we'll do that. Mm -hmm. And um, so now, I I let me take you back to hospital. To to the to, in general hospital and then the hospital that you were admitted yeah. to. Um, how was your experience in there? Because, um, mm. I want, especially as a black woman, right? Uh, there's one thing, uh, a black person, mm -hmm. because uh, I don't know. I've never been to a hospital before, and you know, in, in God's grace. Uh, but out of experience, a lot of people say that there is this stereotype tendency of uh, black people have a high tolerance for pain, and so I don't know if this is a myth or not. Mm -hmm. And I've, so, how was your experience? Was it? Was it a very good experience? Um, there's there's things that you want, places that to change when it comes to uh, treating different people, and I wanted to I wanted oh, to well know. Well, that's that. such a big, that's a that's a top topic of conversation for a whole another podcast. Yeah, but yeah. I have quite a, a great deal of views on on different areas of that. Um, I think first and foremost, um, the government needs to do better with. Um, offering funds and access to um, marginalized um, yeah. people. Because just by nature of us being marginalized and being in underserviced communities, yeah. we have less access to everything. Less access to healthcare, less access to information, 
less access to support services, medical services. And by that, I don't mean that, yes, we all live in, say, for instance, let's use Toronto, for, for instance. Various races live in various areas of Toronto. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but not only because of the lack of education of certain people. So we have to look at it. If you have a lack of education, you have there's, there's less chance that you're going to have that knowledge or know-how in order to know how to access these things. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So what I, what I believe is that the government needs to put them in front of their faces, basically, to say, hey, you know what? You might not have the ability to do this on your own, but we are going to help you. So we are going to give you access to these things so that it's easier for you to know that you can get a mammogram once a year at a certain place. We can help you find a medical facility to get these services done. We can help you to have transportation to these places because you might not have the finances to do so. We can help you have daycare facilities for your children so that you're not using an excuse that you don't have um, uh, Time to someone to take care yeah, of your child yeah. in order to get to the hospital yeah, or to the doctor. Yeah, you yeah. understand? So it's like a trickle effect. Yeah. So I think... You know, marginalized um, communities do suffer. Yeah. So the government needs to, 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 to do better that way, knowing that they're bringing a lot of foreigners into the country and good on you for doing that. But when you bring them here and you place them in these um, communities where they're all kind of new and suffering and have the language barrier, yeah. then they're going to continue to suffer. Right. Yeah. And now we're hearing more and more. And I did. Um, I was part of a, a CBD, CBC newscast. I think it was October twelfth with Natalie Kalada on the you fact that there is. Yeah, yeah. That there is um, almost half a million that less mammograms. I yeah, I saw that. Um, when you posted, I'm like, yeah, wow. performed this year because of COVID. Now, therefore, and I said that there. The, I'm hearing more about women that are being diagnosed at like stage four now. It's not like. Whereby, if they were to get a mammogram sooner or have access to a mammogram sooner. Is it because sooner, of lack of uh, appointment? Like when they. Well, uh, like everything, COVID just has all these cutbacks, right? COVID yeah. caused all the cutbacks, whether or not, whether it's because the nurses, you know, they weren't taking their, their, their vaccinations, therefore they let them go. There's, yeah. there's a whole lot of reasons yeah, why yeah, yeah. this has happened. Yeah. So COVID, when, you do, when you do a mammogram, so you have to make an appointment and all that. So well, your doctor. That, yeah, that will delay. Well, yeah, your, your doctor recommends or you would go with, you know, showing that there's a concern and your doctor would yeah, say, here, go. Yeah. But if you don't have a concern at a certain age, I believe it's 45 now, yeah. it used to be 40. At a certain age, you automatically are supposed to get one every year. Okay. Right? Um, a friend of mine even told me the other day that her his cousin was diagnosed with breast cancer at stage four. Um, his... I mean, her mother, I believe, was also diagnosed. So now she's asking for a mammogram. Because she's not 45, he's not allowing her to have one. So there has to be these 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 loopholes whereby just because you're not 45 doesn't mean you can't yeah. get a mammogram. Yeah. If you have a family history, you should be able to have yeah. it. Yeah. And not only a mammogram, but an ultrasound, like in conjunction. Yeah. Um, with regards to your 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 comment about um, whether or not black people seem to have more um, concerns or problems in the hospital, mm -hmm. in, the, in the medical system. I mean, it hasn't been my experience, okay. so I, I can't really speak to that. Um, do I feel that there, there may be a direct correlation to the lack of 
um, information passed from from caregiver to patient. If you are a visible minority, if you don't, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? You don't ask, you don't give. Yeah. And I think that there is a, an undertone of you're not going to understand anyway, so I'm not going to put it to you, or I'm not going to offer yeah. you that. Yeah. Um, but you have to self-advocate, yeah. right? Yeah. The the language barrier. I mean, I could very well see you know someone coming from a foreign country, um, you know, on a visa or, or as a, as a as an immigrant in, in at whatever age, but yeah, not having yeah. the, no barrier, the knowledge, yeah, yeah. right? Not having the knowledge or the know-how of what to ask, and um, then the doctor's gonna, you know, even like the terminology sometimes that doctors use, yeah. you don't understand them. Yeah. They need to speak in layman's terms, right? Yeah. So I always I urge women that if you're if you have these barriers, bring someone with you to the hospital or to the doctor's office that are gonna help you to or or even ask the questions for you, yeah. right? Or yeah. have them written down. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I haven't had, I, listen, I, I will go and I will make sure I have my time with you. My wife. <laughs> I am not going to be just a yeah, number. Exactly right? like my wife. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I have I, questions. I'm sorry. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'm like, I ask general question. I'm like, okay, I'm going to think. Uh, maybe next time, and uh, my wife is like, yeah. no, every detail, every yeah. part of it has got to be asked. Yeah, like I'm not done. That is I'm awesome. not done, yeah. and I, I write my questions down ahead of time even because nice. I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to forget to ask some, yeah. right? Yeah. And I tell women that too, like write them down because you might think about it. Yeah. You might do some research, yeah. and yeah. some research is healthy. Yeah. Too much is not healthy. Figure them out, write them down. As far as pain threshold... I don't know if it's a a black person thing or a person of color thing. No, yeah, it's just. I think we all you pinch us, yeah. we all feel it. You, you, we all bleed. Um, yeah. I have a high pain tolerance because I've had so many surgeries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah unfortunately. That, that, so I, I'm I'm glad you you clarified this kind of stuff, and I know for everybody's different experience. Yeah. Um, but for people to know, sometimes. Um, certain news that creates fear on people i think even uh, some certain those one of the reasons for people in uh, minorities like that not to go hospital is because of this kind of talk yeah, too, absolutely. right because they are well, no they're, they're not going to treat me well then i'm yeah, not going to be yeah. so those kind of things i wanted to to, mm -hmm, to break it down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um can, and, I, can I interject before go ahead, we go, go ahead, further? Yeah. and i want to say this because i want to and i'm just thinking about this because i've i've I feel like sometimes when I talk about, I, I talk so candidly about my journey and my struggle um, that I sometimes don't remember, especially I'm speaking for my, my husband, that I don't remember to also say thank you. Yeah. And to say, I appreciate and I understand and I thank you for what you have done and for as much of you as you've tried to understand. Mm -hmm. I think again because I've tried my hardest to be so carte blanche about yeah. the struggles that one will go through yeah. um, so that they understand what could come yeah. is that I talk a lot about that and then we get to get to talking about other things yeah. and then that subject is left but I never want to come across as I, I don't appreciate or I don't love or thank and, and there's buku gratitude for you Nigel and I thank you for the love and support. Yeah, I just wanted to get that, that out is, there. No, that is no, that is that is very important. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, uh, in a certain aspect, is people think that just because it's their job, they have to do it. 
Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily. Yeah. I mean, there's horrible doctors, horrible yeah. teachers everywhere you go. There yeah. are people that takes it. Um, one of the things that I appreciate about sick kids. Mm-hmm. is that majority of them are like that. The doctors mm-hmm. are dedicated to kids. Yeah. And I, ne- I didn't realize it until I, I took my daughter. I mean, like, the way they just literally climbed on top of each other oh, yeah. to, to treat. And mm-hmm. and this is the time when COVID came in. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think we, we the whole family parted on that time. But they said it was cold. She couldn't breathe. Like, oh. we had to rush her and stuff. So, And I see certain, certain uh, professions, you know, certain people do it a lot more than what mm-hmm. is necessary. So mm-hmm. it's very important to say thank you. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you to everybody. That's especially as a Canadian, you should know that you should say thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Just like we say sorry a lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> sorry. You, have, you have to say thank you. Yeah. Um, how important is to eat healthy and uh, re- regarding um, whether it's going through, you know, you know, um, cancer treatment, you know, doing surgery. And I know you exercise and I know you, you know, you take care of yourself. Yeah. How important is it for people to really pay attention to that? Just so ha- pay attention to what? To, to like eating right and oh goodness, out, yeah. Eating is huge. Yeah. Um, I think you know from you know back in our early generation yeah. when we were you know in my like grade six, seven, eight. Yeah. If you remember in school, we always had these food groups. Yeah. Eat X amount of fish. Yeah. Eat X amount of protein, yeah. dairy, da da. And you know we lived by that. But now there's so many problems in, in all these different, like the hormones yeah. and the parabens and all these things that are added to our, our, our food, like the, the fruit that are like big and beautiful and luscious looking. Like, My uh, wife always, is that natural? She always that's says that the bigger, the, the one, that's the one you avoid. Yeah, yeah, right? And the dairy and the estrogen yeah. and, and the hormones that are pumped into our, our meats. Like, so it's very important to, to know what you're putting into your body, to add as far as supplements, things that you are not putting into your body, um, and to exercise. And as much as you will hear, and I've heard this from my husband before, like, and I don't want to like, don't say this. Like the healthiest people, they drop down dead. I'm like, okay, but you still have to do your due diligence to make sure that you do what you need to do in order to put yourself in the best positive light possible to stay healthy. Yeah. Exercise, you know, at least 20 minutes a day. Like, if you can't find 20 minutes for yourself, then you're doing something wrong, right? I'm, I'm, I'm taking that note because yeah. I used to be, I used to be very like hardcore, like a workout person. Mm. And after I got married, somehow, you know, it, it's not easy to come back to it after yeah. you fell out. So I think what you just say right now is like, if you don't have 45 minutes, you're doing something wrong. That is yeah. very 20 crucial. minutes yeah. even. Doesn't yeah. be 45 because yeah. sometimes 45 is a lot. Yeah. But keep yourself active, keep your heart rate up, especially yeah. for, for people of color. Like, yeah, yeah. like we're more susceptible to certain diseases, yeah, yeah. diabetes, yeah. high blood pressure, um, and men and prostate cancer, like things like that. Be aware of what you're putting into your bodies and the things that could potentially cause it to, to show its ugly head sooner. I'm glad you mentioned those because a yeah. lot of a lot of our culture thinks that we're untouchable. Like, yeah. And, you know, that doesn't affect me. I'm black. And that, it, it oh, actually, it affects you more because you're you black. More, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to um, read a quote. Yep. And then uh, I need you to tell me if that is a, 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 um, a current situation. Okay. So in 2016, yep. you wrote, It's hard to see myself in the mirror, but I have to learn to just ignore it. Having my breasts are no doubt a physical reflection of my uh, womanhood, but it's not a reflection of my core being as a woman. 
Now, the question I have is, how do you feel looking yourself in the mirror now? I'm fine with, I love looking at myself in the mirror now. Uh, way back when I first started my surgeries, it was hard because it was new getting used to that new me. Yeah. Now, you can't, I can't keep my clothes on. <laughs> I literally, I was walking downstairs yesterday. I'm like, oh, like, oh, so proud of my. I was like, can you make me some tea? I'm like, sure. And I had like nothing yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I am proud of my body because my scars are my roadmap and my to my 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 journey, my walk, and I love where my walk has taken me and where it is taking me. Um, my journey, part of my journey, is the physicality. When you look at my body, when I look at my body, I see what I've gone through. I see where I'm at right now. Um, and because of what I went through, I've been put in the position to be a spokesperson, to, to be a model, to, to be a supporter of others and a voice for others. And what better role could a person have if they know that they're influencing or supporting someone else yeah well one of the traits that i was you know um very impressed very proud of you is the fact i see a lot of uh, nude modeling which is mm -hmm. showing your scars and mm -hmm. stuff and um but there's nothing not that nude no not like <laughs> when i say nude partial i know nude, yeah. yeah yeah um well but there's nothing that is, I think, more impressive than what you just did recently. Oh, talk yes. To, talk to us about With that. Naughty Knickers. Yeah. Naughty Knickers. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Is so, it a lingerie line? Yeah, so it's, okay. a, long, it's a Canadian lingerie line. Um, and they focus on making lingerie for women of all body shapes and sizes um, ha, with, you know, all body conditions, whether you've been scarred or... Yeah. And I, I, I love their pieces are beautiful it to begin beautiful, with. Very yeah. sense yeah. sense sensual, like very lacy yeah, and yeah. strappy. I um, took note for gift ideas. Yeah, yeah. very good. <laughs> and um and the fact that like on their My son is probably listening to like That's oh okay. God. You know what he's a he's a young man. Yeah. He's a young man. And you know, yeah. I'm not afraid. No, we always bug him. Like yeah, yeah. um they 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 provide very, very beautiful pieces and to see when I was um, contacted to be a part of it, um, he saw the the president had seen a photo of me in a magazine with um, Alkin Amin. Okay. Um, he did a photo. I did a photo spread with him and some other um, models, some beautiful models that had the photo series was on scars. Um, Alkin that's from the <laughs> that's the series that you um, the photographer that you did uh, with in Zoomer magazine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. And um, shout out to Alkin yes. and Paul. Um, he saw that and then so he reached out to me and he says he really loves what I stand for and that I'm very open with my body and what my platform and my mission is about and asked if I would be a part of their fall series. So we did the shoot, I think it was October 12th and um, it's it, it was so much fun. Like a bunch of leaves and we're out. It was almost like as if yeah, we were know, out in the like park fall, yeah, walking yeah. around in our lingerie, yeah. right? Was those fake or like they actually yeah, brought leaves? Oh, okay. They're, no, they're they real. Like up like... They were fake, but they were so real they looking. They look so real. Yeah. Like even the way it floats when yeah. you throw it and it's like... But yeah. it, it just, you know, I've done a lot of... Um, I've done a few lingerie shoots, but this one made me feel so... It, you can... It's crazy. I'm you sorry not to interrupt you. You can see it. Yeah. You can see the... 
the impact that it yeah. has, the proud moment yeah. that you, you yeah. had, it was more, it was more of like you're turning to like the cancer on your face. Yeah, kind of. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, w there were women of different shapes, but yeah. I think I was the only one that Specifically had for visible you. scars. Yeah, Because yeah. I have an, I had an abdominal hernia, so yeah. I have a scar like all the way yeah. from down yeah. my torso, yeah. and um, I, I owned it. Like I, I don't you care. You really did. I, I don't care. Like this is me. And if you would look at that and see something that's like, ew, then you have the problem, yeah. not me, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think <laughs> what, it, what it does for people yeah. is it makes them feel it's okay and it's good and I can feel sexy and beautiful and, and sensual no matter what my body shape is, no matter what I've gone through. So how is important is for you to show that for people that are going through it currently what you went through? Well, it's very important because I want them to know that you will get there. Yeah. You might not feel that right now, yeah. but persevere. Persevere through the struggle, through the journey. You're going to get there. And I, I always remind women that, like, I might be at a different phase than you are in, in my, my breast cancer journey and my experience, but it took me time to get there. Like, I wasn't always this person, right? So there is these... I read this... Um, uh, write this story, not a story, but an article by um, an author called Gail Goodwin. And it really kind of like made me understand the stages I was going through even prior to reading and the stages of healing. So there were 10 stages of healing, right? Starting with the anger and the shock. And yes, that's very real. When you are first diagnosed, anger, shock, wow, denial, depression. I went through depression. I ended up on, you know, um, antidepressant drugs for a while I mean there was a period where I almost drove myself and my kids over a bridge because I was so depressed yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. I felt that yeah. sudden urge to yeah. just want to do that um, and then you get to that moving on that okay this is my story what am I going to do with it to the point where you get to the last stage of philanthropy this is me I'm good ish anyways enough to <laughs> give back and yeah, share yeah. isn't and it for all of us i'm good ish is yeah, yeah, for yeah. All we're of all us good -ish. As a human. no yeah. one is great yeah, yeah hey we're human right yeah um but i um it's it's important for women to understand that hey you're gonna go through it yeah. but you can get there yeah so um what is natalie's future what is her vision what, what does she want it to do you know what i'm so fulfilled honestly um I have my hand in so many different things, yeah. and all of them makes me feel fulfilled in one way or the other. Okay. Um, I would like to grow High Heel Diaries, especially the, the talk show part. And I do, I have a talk show yeah. um, where I, I focus on women that have gone through their journey and struggle, and they're at a place where they're ready to share um, their story as a way of empowering others to to get there as well, yeah, yeah. been there, done that kind of thing. Um, I would like to grow that into a, a bigger talk show. Like I kind of want to be syndicated. Why? Well, not kind of. I want to be syndicated. I want to be on national television with it, and I, I want to keep that whole premise of the talk show. I don't want it to be like any others. I want it to still be about what I just said it was about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to be the Canadian I Oprah. Definitely. Are you kidding me? With the star. <laughs> With the star. <laughs> I don't know if I'm mistaken. Weren't you on uh, Durham Rogers? Rogers Durham or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's in a few. I, I remember. So, um, I'm busy. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, 
being busy, you're yeah. a life coach. I'm a certified coach practitioner. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's like AKA life coach, life right? Coach, That's what. Yeah. So what 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 do you what is that? Well, really, what that is about, it's I, I wanted to have the tools um, taught to me as to how better to help someone that's trying to get through their journey to understand the process. Okay. So we use cognitive, cognitive behavioral um, uh, process. So we go through the four R's. Recognize that you have an issue or concern or a problem. Realize that the only way to get to a better place is that something has to be done about it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you are here talking about it yeah. is realizing that. Yeah. Um, replace. So replace any negative, um, bad uh, habits, people, things with more positive, yeah. better yeah. people, yeah. places, things. Um, and then repeat. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, so I wanted to learn that. And so this program that I took with Canadian, um, oh gosh, you were there. Certified. Uh, certified, yes. Yeah. I don't remember the name uh, fully right now. Certified coach practitioner. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, I took that program and so I got my certification with them. And, you know, the people that come to me, sometimes they come to me just to talk, just about anything. And I yeah. said, you know, they want to get to a certain place in their life with their journey. I was like, you know, we can talk more if you want. And so sometimes I'll put them through that program and they come out with a better understanding of what they need to replace and how they need to repeat. So that's what that's for. So do, you, do you have a, a different contact uh, nope, method same. on that? Just nope, through same everything is through, yeah. Through Instagram? And Contact then, uh, me through. Okay. The easiest way is to go through my Gmail. Just okay. email me. Okay. And then we go from Which there. is linked into your uh, IG bio, right? Yeah. It's that. Or High, you can just go to highheeldiaries.com. to yeah. my website. There okay. High Diaries. I'll post it in the description yeah. anyways. Yeah. There is like yeah. a one-stop shop for everything. Okay. You'll have resources there yeah. um, to other cancer With support. With a bottle of wine. Sorry? With a bottle of wine too. Resources. You have everything there. Actually, you know what? I lied. The bottle of wine's not there. Oh, really? You know why? Because um, you can't promote alcohol. You're right. Okay, Although it. it's a, a donation and then you get a commemorative bottle, yeah. I can't put it on there. It has to be separate. That, yeah. Especially if I'm not like a registered... I forget uh, what, the, what the word... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot... It's a lot of like a lot of like especially yeah, with that tape. one. There's so much uh, process to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, just like on um, social media. Yeah, you can't promote that you're selling alcohol on yeah. social media. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, and that's not what I'm doing. It's it's a donation, and then you get a commemorative bottle. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Unless it's a business, is that what it is? Yeah. Or in general, you can't you can't promote alcohol. Uh, no, you can't no. unless you have a um. What do you call it with the um, um, um the alcohol? The I, I whatever. I know what you're talking about. No, you know, something? when you're selling alcohol Licensed? through the, yes, yeah, the liquor license. Yeah, yeah the it, Liquor Control uh, LL, Board of Ontario. LL something. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, I am very, very, very honored and pleased for you to be here. I think um, uh, some of the conversation we had to, like, minimize it because it's, <laughs> another, it's another podcast. I know. And I'm hoping that you're going to come back. Hey. And probably I'll bring you back with your husband and then just mm -hmm. to even expand it and to talk mm -hmm. about it. So I am really honored. So um, before we go, there's a tradition that I wanted to, to mm -hmm. start. 
which is you have a, a notebook in front of you. Mm. I want you to um, leave an encouragement note to the next guest. You don't encouragement know what note or what? Yeah, to, to the next guest that's coming. I won't, I won't read it. Mm -hmm. I won't see it. The only time I'm going to read it is when the guest is sitting okay. in front of me oh, next I like week. That. So you just write whatever encouragement word that comes to you, and then you won't know who it is, mm -hmm. and it just goes randomly to the next Encouraging person. Encouraging word or no? Huh? A word? Yeah, a word. Yeah. Encouragement word. Yeah. yeah, encouragement word. And then you just write it down. So um, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I will do that. Next time I'll bring a fancy pen as well with the notebook. <laughs> so, I'm going to um, bring you one of my pink High Heel Diaries pens. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think we need that. Um, and and I it was it was the conversation was more than I expected. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was more than I expected. And there's so much value. I think there's a lot of people that will... Uh, take from what you said especially um people that go through with you know any kind of cancer it doesn't yeah. have to be necessarily yeah. breast cancer any kind of struggle thank really. you i was gonna say yeah, that. yeah. any yeah. kind of struggle i think coming on top and going through it because you will not know when you're going through it right mm -hmm. so um it's it's very very um i don't know what how to put it but it's very valuable it's 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 very encouraging and it's, it's very honoring for me for you to be thank here thank you and then I made I made my promise, and I switch around. You remember, like we had our appointment earlier, and then I'm like, no, I want you to be the first guest to be here because I want to start with you. So I rearranged everything, and then you and did. Then, yeah. So I'm I, the first guest. You're the first guest. Oh, yes. I love so it. So there's there's three people that two. There was one person that before you, and I canceled that one. He's gonna go in March, and then there was another two people that's like, and it's gonna continue. So well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad that, especially that it happened during this month. And yes, which I didn't plan, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, yesterday I'm like thinking about it. I didn't even no, not yesterday. Uh, throughout the week, I was mm -hmm. passing by, mm -hmm. and then I saw uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, mm -hmm. October. I'm like, whoa, I didn't even I didn't even know until like last week for it was uh, so. Go yep. ahead. Sorry. There it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, and um, I am I'm I'm not sure if you want me to do the word, and we're still talking, or yeah, <laughs> we're done. You can, you so, I I mean I appreciate you you having me here, and and this conversation was also um, more than I thought it would be. I mean, I knew it would be a great conversation just from meeting you the first time, yeah. and a very natural progression oh, yes, yes. of of conversation, but you. You did a wonderful job with getting information out of me that I try to always impart. Yeah. Sometimes because there's so much. Yeah. Sometimes I don't remember to share yeah. some important points. Yeah. But I think I got everything out there. No, yeah, I and mean, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't interested in technical part of it because I wanted I want people to connect with you. Yeah. So um, so for today's conversation and we ended with this and then hopefully that um, uh, she will come back. Um, so if you like this conversation and then if you want to see more of it, make sure that you subscribe, uh, you uh, you like, and then you hit that you know, bell notification button because it will not suggest it to you unless you do that. And then it will, it will be a lot for us um, if you guys subscribe and share it because the algorithm only suggests something that actually being liked and um, subscribed by people. So uh, until we see you next time, take care. And then don't forget, be limitless. Bye. Thanks for listening.